Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of Project Tahiti. It's a magical place. I'm one of your hosts, Jess, and I'm joined by your other host, Jared. What's up? Hello. Um, this is one of the episodes that's written by the the husband and wife team that we were, like, Googling before, yeah, right? We're trying to figure out how they're related, <laughs> they were I think. brother, sister, or husband, wife. Yeah, and they, and they wrote, I think, through the final season, and then we mm-hmm. don't know what's up with their Hollywood career um, post that. Yeah. Even at the time. <laughs> Yeah, I watched um, one of the episodes from season six. I st- I still am not finished with it yet, but I saw that they had like um, producer credits on it, I believe. So they've oh, been that's awesome. They're heavily involved, or at least they were. They've worked. They've worked their way through. <laughs> it feels yeah. like yeah. Did their time in the writers' room and stuck around. Yeah. Um, so before we get started, we are part of the But Why Though podcast community, so be sure to check them out on Twitter at But Why Though PC and uh, their website, butwhythopodcast.com. We're super proud to be a part of their community. Um, full disclaimer, I took my sleep meds too late last night, and I'm having a hard time speaking, <laughs> so <laughs> this might well, this be, be a fun one. <laughs> yeah, I like, I'm still kind of like drowsy from it. And that's right before this, I knocked over a plant and like a, a wet plant into like a bunch of work shit. And I'm like, it's, I'm just being really clumsy. I like knocked over a glass of water, like all kinds of things. So I, that's just the way I am today. <laughs> so this should be interesting. Oh, I was eating leftover chicken nuggets in bed <laughs> earlier because I was like, I should probably eat something. And I almost fell back to sleep with eating the chicken nuggets. Like I had the box on my chest. Oh I was no! Like nodding <laughs> off. I was like, "Wow, this is." <laughs> I I did Why that. I take sleep meds after ten p.m. <laughs> no, I fell asleep early early last night and then woke up and like half asleep. Ended up making sliders <laughs> and then eating them and putting something on. And I think watched like the first ten minutes of them and then fell immediately back asleep. <laughs> like it, it, none of it, it. When I woke up, I had to like reevaluate and make sure that actually happened. I feel yeah. like. My sleep patterns are totally messed up, and I do take sleep meds because of my loud neighbors. Like it just depends. Like if I if I'm able to do it ahead of that stuff, like usually I can sleep through it. But if I do it too late, then it'll just end up making me feel like fuzzy headed, and I still won't be able to sleep. And it's weird. And so, yeah, that's not that's not fun. And I sort I I don't feel like I know exactly what you're going through. But I can sort of relate. So yeah, not not the most fun. <laughs> Um, so this episode, this is season four, episode 19, um, titled All the Madam's Men, which she has so many. She has Fitz, she has Daddy Fitz, she has Ivanoff, that's it, right? (laughs) (laughs) So many. (laughs) Um, And a bunch of nameless, uh, Hydra ones and zeros. Yeah, nameless Hydra drones. Um, written by James and Sherla Oliver, directed by Billy Gerhardt, originally aired April 25th, 2017. Also, I just just like to point out how disappointed I am with their scheduling. ABC couldn't work it out because they're so close, but to getting their uh, their twentieth episode of their fourth season out on April twentieth, like they oh, should have no. been able to do that, <laughs> and it should have just been really pot heavy, like like, like just like <laughs> conspicuously. So where everyone's like, "What? Why is this happening?" Like, have Kevin Smith come in and direct an episode? You know he'd do. Oh my god. That's so funny. Um, isn't the hundredth episode of Shield sometime in this season? That's right. I feel huh. like it's like coming up soon. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull that up uh, yeah. real quick. I'm Our episode um, numbers don't correspond to how many episodes are actually in the show because we've done a couple like combined episodes and then we've had bonus episodes too. So it's like right. I think it must be it must be later because of that. Because we're only at what like eighty something. Yeah, so it's but definitely we've done at least up. four combined episodes, I think. Oh, that's true. But we also done a couple of specials, so it's harder to count. Let me see. Where we're actually at at the end of the season is eighty eight. Okay, so it's not not here yet. But we are getting close. I think it, it's what before the end of season five, because even with their shorter season, or that wasn't a shorter season, that was a full one. It was mm-hmm. six. It was the first shorter season. So, so yeah, that'll be part five? part way through five, I think. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. real deal, episode yeah. twelve, five twelve. Oh, and written by Jed and uh, Mo together. Oh, oh nice. and Jeffrey Bell, one of their uh, oh, cool. early yeah. earlier producers. Very cool. Okay, so we um, start up right kind of where we left off. Um, Mace is dead. Daisy got 
Terrigen. So she's an inhuman, full inhuman with powers again. Um, and we get a glimpse into the Bakshi report. So this is a talk show news. It, it looks like a cable news show. And he's Bakshi. Sunil Bakshi is reporting on Mace's death. Um, and everybody is watching this. Uh, people in Hydra are watching it in the office and um, people at the shield base are watching it. And um, when we go to Hydra, we, people are watching this as Daisy is coming out of her husk in one of the, in, in one of the cells. And then you said, you put added something in here about John Garrett, which I want you to talk about because I didn't notice uh, this. When he start, first starts talking and they show like the shot and you can see it like from the point of view of the control room that uh, the Backstreet Report's being filmed wherever, you know, their fake Fox studio mm-hmm. or Hydra studio. <laughs> and there's like a bunch of different screens with, with like schematics or whatever. And some of it's probably bullshit and some of it's probably real TV type stuff, including like other news screens, like things that will come up later on throughout the news report. And one of them is just like a static shot of uh of garrett like with his like his hands on his hips and like an american flag under him and the chiron underneath it reading john garrett american hero and i thought that was like with you know this being the world where hydra won like him being like uh someone who's like in the same kind of position maybe mace was in before he died or whatever uh before uh, this version of of garrett died assuming he did uh that he might be like a martyr, but they would, you know, talk about him, how he was a hero, died because of these terrorists or because of these inhumans or whatever bullshit narrative yeah. they have. Ugh. <laughs> I like this callback, though. Oh, yeah. No, it felt like a really, really good little Easter egg they put in there because I, yeah. I missed it even on my rewatch because uh, when I watched episode 418, I ended up going ahead and going through through the end of a season. And so this when I rewatched this one, uh, for the second rewatch, I was like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> well, and also, I think the actor was dead at this point, correct? He might have been. Or is that in 2018? Hmm. I can't remember. I, can't remember. I, know, I, I don't remember it happening like after 2016, which I feel yeah. like the year everyone died. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, uh, no, I, I do remember that. But this fo- it was like a stock photo. Like for, yeah. for sure, and it's probably yeah. why it was like a still shot. That's but, I, I think I, we talked about this when this came out, but it, we were talking about. I th- I feel like we had this conversation. Maybe I didn't have it with you, but I think we, it was with you because you're like the only other person that I talked about <laughs> shield with, really, <laughs> other than Billy. Um, we we're talking about like how it would have been really cool to have John Garrett in this world, but I think because the actor was no longer alive, like they couldn't do it, obviously, and so I had completely forgot about that. And I'm glad that they were able to put him in there somehow. Just like having a di- like a different version of him, but also maybe obviously it would have been similar since he's clearly a Hydra hero. <laughs> well, and it's very interesting because you, huh? Yeah, I guess that's that's actually it's probably if if it's the case, it's really that's it's very very sad for sure because he passed away in February of 2017. Oh, yeah, and yeah, no, that's 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 a bummer. But because but it was uh, from what do you call it? Uh, heart issues. Yeah. So I guess it could have been something that was already facing him before, you know, before he filming. actually passed one well, before he yeah. actually passed. Because I'm thinking, yeah. you know, they don't they've shot the last couple seasons far, far in advance. But usually TV production or not, not always, but a lot of the time, uh, at least the way they used to do season stuff. And they were still kind of phasing out this formula around this time. Like it's very conceivable, but they were shooting around February, you know, yeah. uh, uh, for for, a, for for late April. But yeah. it's just it's very like you said, it's a, it's a missed opportunity, but one that feels like it was out of everyone's hands. And yeah. like, man, he was he was awesome. I, I'm pretty sure I mentioned it like at least once, if not twice, before on the show. But his directorial debut, Frailty, is like one of the best horror movies ever, and like super, <laughs> super trippy. And, and like in like a really good like weird thesis on like faith and like misplaced faith and how like it can seem like you're like, you're a hero but you're actually a villain and you can also also the other way around like like you can someone can seem like they're crazy and evil but they're actually helping people and like, yeah I just find it really interesting that both Bill Paxton and Powers Booth were like these Hydra villains in Shield and they both have passed away now like what is this what is happening <laughs> like who else yeah, wait. <laughs> I think that's it, right? Just the two. I think you're right. Then, but but you just made me realize that one of the supporting characters, because like 
the lead is Bill Paxton in, in in his own movie in Frailty, and like the second lead is Matthew McConaughey, but one of the supporting characters is played by Powers Booth. And I've never, oh I've never, I think, realized that until just now that they're both the main Hydra villains, and it's like freaking me out a little. Bit. Oh, that's weird. Like they're buddies in real life. Wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> just real, and it's part of Hollywood. Oh no, conspiracy theory. Hey, you know what? I. Not that I'm way that white supremacists are like just running rampant lately. I wouldn't put it past it to actually be a real thing. Anyway, sadly, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, so Daisy is breaking out of her husk, and um, another agent walks in and like drops his coffee mug on the floor as she like busts out, and then May like takes him out, and she's like, "Are you okay? Like, can you, you know?" can you walk? Can you go? And Daisy's like, yeah, I'm okay. Um, and she's like miraculously healed because she was had the shit beat out of her, her uh, trying to get information. Um, so they start to, to run down the hallway. Um, and I've really missed these Daisy and May team ups. I feel like it's been a while since we've had one. Like, I feel like they haven't had one maybe even since last season because May has kind of been not her in this in this season for a lot of it. Well, yeah, and in the and in the first part, it was it started off gone. with her as an yeah. outlaw and then teaming up with Robbie. Yeah, so, and she was like, like not a part of Shield for a while. I feel like in in those episodes, they were in the same like situation sometimes, but I feel like they were in different rooms or whatever <laughs> you, you know what i mean like like, like i i was it like this like this where it was like coordinated you know definitely not and there and if there was anything where they were like even fighting simultaneously then also mac and you know and and colson were also in the scene probably yeah. shooting up stuff too which is fine cool but not the same thing yeah but yeah so it's been a while and it was so it was nice to see that again and there's this really cool scene where May is like, cover me. And so Daisy's like shooting and May gets on, t- like runs on top of the cubicles and like jumps down and like kicks people in the head and is like so badass. I was like, it was a really cool fight scene. I was very pleased by it. Um, they get to, they're like, okay, we have to get to the elevator. So they get there and the doors open and Ada is there. Um, and she's like, you know, it's so interesting. Like even in these like, you know, different, realities that I've created for you. None of you can escape your true nature. And, you know, she's obviously talking about May because May has turned now. And then and she, she says, says, like, May's a warrior. And she like goes through, yeah. like, a few of them. Yeah. And then she's like, but Fitz, he's just a romantic, which I was like, no! <laughs> um, and then Daisy's like, wait, what about me? You got nothing for me? Well, fuck you. And she quakes her out the window and uh, Ada falls to the ground and, and I, I thought she died, but she doesn't. <laughs> She does. She does break her spine in multiple places, yeah. <laughs> which is pretty cool. Yeah. Which okay. So her her line of fits is a romantic is true, but I don't like it in the context that she's been getting. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> she's this crazy AI that's in love with fits, and like, yeah. and as we talked about, probably flubbed a lot of her own bullshit. I mean, clearly, it's not just one thing different because she took Jim's fucking place in the academy, yeah, and Jim is dead. Which and she's one, trying to keep him away from Gemma as much what as possible. One, what one regret did Gemma have? It's like, I didn't try that, you know, peanut butter candy bar, even though I'm severely allergic. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, I really wish I knew what that tasted like. <laughs> I wish um, that was, I wish there was some justification like that. Like she had to engineer yeah. some, some hope. But as you pointed out really well, I think last episode that uh, both because they didn't have because they weren't integrated into the framework when they did pop themselves in that yeah. Daisy and Jim were non-player characters just serving yeah. the other one's dreams being fulfilled. Yeah. Um, so the next scene is Ada waking up in her body in real life, like coming out of the framework. And so this just make, confuses me even more. Cause I know last episode we were kind of talking about like, does is she, so she synced up clearly. I think this makes it obvious. But before there was some question if she was simultaneous two Adas that were con- they were able to communicate or if it was one it, it, Ada existing. Her. Yeah. And so she just puts herself in the framework and puts her pull her pulls herself out. Yeah, which way. also feels weird like if like as she could just like, stay in there if she wanted to do like right, as sophisticated as she is, why can't she be both why can't she be in both? Like Yeah, I thought that was weird. I don't know. Um I mean, it's effective. It's it's for you know the narrative, obviously, because her and Ivanov have to have a conversation in in real life. But it was, but but technically, Ivanov could get plugged into the framework as well because he's just a brain in the jar. 
So this is very strange. I'm very confused by this. But so anyway, she wakes up in her real, you know, AI body in the real world. And Ivanov is there and she's looking very like, "Mm, all right, something's happening. And Ivanov makes this comment like I've never seen a, a robot so tense or something like that. And it is like, well, Agent May is questioning her narrative, but it's, you know, it's nothing that I can't handle. And Ivanov is like, how very human of her. And he pulls out his gun and he tries to he tries to shoot May in the head while she's like in the framework and he physically cannot shoot her. And it is like, I'm sorry, like, you know, since I made you, you have the same directives as I do. And my directives are to protect these people and to protect the framework. Um, She's like, but. If they become a threat to the framework, I can take them out. And two agents now meet this requirement, Daisy Johnson and Gemma Simmons. So Ivanov's mission is now to go find their real bodies and take them out because he will physically be able to do that. Great. Um, so Mac, Ward, and Trip are at the S.H.I.E.L.D. base watching um, Bakshi talk about Mace and how awful he is. And Ward wants revenge. <laughs> and he's like we got to go after him right now and mac is like no 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 we can't put human lives at risk which is so mac and trip is like well why don't we like look take a look at the stuff that i brought back because you know i almost died for it <laughs> like um it's just interesting to see all their different um uh avenues of making th- trying to trying to get shit done here it's all very very characteristic of who they are um and Coulson is talking to Gemma about how he's really worried. He's like, this is how movements die. Um, and now that Mace is gone, they don't have like this centering, you know, entity to gather around. And then Bakshi starts reporting on Daisy and May's attack. He's like, we have, you know, live, live from the scene. Like, uh, there's been a terrorist attack at the Triskelion. And so Daisy and May are, have escaped at this point and they're, they're, they're wandering around outside the Triskelion, and Daisy wants to know why May helped. And May says, when an enemy sacrifices his life for yours, it makes you question if you're on the right side. And this is the first time that Daisy hears that Mace is dead, and she's like, oh, we lost one. And May is still not aware of her real self yet. <laughs> and so May is like, you know, I've seen the effects of Terragenesis before, and you have, like, really good control of your powers. Like, how are you able to do that? And Daisy's kind of like... I've had practice and May's like, I don't what does that mean? And she's just like, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's fine. Just don't worry about it. That's another conversation. <laughs> um, so Ada is lying in bed with a shattered spine. Um, and the doctor is like trying to tell Fitz, like, oh yeah, we, we have all these treatments. And Fitz is like, just leave. <laughs> He's just very cold and short. And him and his dad are the only ones in the room now. And um his dad is telling him, he's like, you know, you can't look weak. Like, you need to focus on these traitors and you need, you need to bring them down. Um, and Fitz is like, yes, I need to send a message. And his dad points out that he is now the head of Hydra. <laughs> and there's this shot, this this ending shot of him. It's like we're, we're looking at them from Ada's point of view in the bed. And Fitz kind of has his... You know, he's kind of turned to the side, but he's looking at the camera and his dad is like kind of blurry in the background and they both just look so menacing. But the look on Fitz's face is like fucked up. Evil. It's evil, but it also looks resigned and like there's some there's this tragic element to it. But I don't know if that's just because I'm projecting onto it where I'm like, no, Fitz, like, because I know well, how he reacts coming out of the framework. <laughs> like, and this whole situation that this is like the pathos that it's giving everything makes sense. But it's just interesting to me, like, I'm, I can't help but feel like that it's part of her justification, like Ada's justification, that this is all, you know, for everyone else's benefit and the rules she's created herself, that she doesn't just, like, fix herself and, like, you know, but, you know, boom, she's fine. Because she should be able to do that, right? Like, she's, but- she controls the framework, but then it would, what, play her hand and, like, reveal to everyone that she's... That this is that these are people real? are right, yeah. yeah. It's a simulation, and so it, it also just because of all like we haven't been mentioning it as much these episodes, but and, I, and maybe even since it kind of actually started as much as we were leading up to it, but we kept you know referring to similarities with the Matrix because the, there's a lot of it in general. But it's almost like in this version of the Matrix, <laughs> Mr. Smith can't let anyone know that he's, you know, part of the computer. Yeah. And he his whole driving like 
like uh, ethos rather than wanting to like ex- really want to exterminate humanity and feeling like Neo's the one that got away that way. He just really is in love with Neo. <laughs> like, like, he wants to fuck Neo. <laughs> oh my so, God. Yeah. Weird. Great parallel. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. But other than that, it's kind of the same story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, it's the, uh, UI fanfic of if if if, if Mr. Smith was actually in love with Neo, <laughs> I, which I am a thousand percent sure exists. I, I was going to say, you know, there's some um, uh, probably some Neo brilliant and- fan art. I'm sure. Oh, <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> that's I didn't intend to make us think of that, but it got us there. Oh, I think one of our listeners should go look up and see if that's a real thing. <laughs> I'm sure they will. <laughs> I, I, I really I hope so. <laughs> I, I hope um, someone does and shares that with us. Oh my god. Um. So Fitz goes down to the elevator to look at the hole that Daisy made in the glass, and Bakshi arrives, and he was everything okay? Is 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 Ophelia okay? And Fitz is like, yeah, she's fine. <laughs> and Bakshi wants Ada on his show. Like he's like. It's like, oh, it would mean a great deal for people to see their leader unshaken. And Fitz is like, no, <laughs> uh, no, we're not having that. And uh, Bakshi's like, but why? Like, we need to, like, set them at ease. And Fitz is like, I don't – he's like, I don't care. I want the public afraid. So Bakshi is going to put Daisy and May's faces out there on the news so that regular citizens can narc on them and turn them in <laughs> to Hydra. Um, and so they show up on the news and we're watching from the shield base now and Ward gets really angry and he like throws his glass on the floor and is yelling and Mac is like, dude, don't do this in front of my daughter. Like if you're upset, like, okay, I get it, but calm down. Um, which yeah, dude, it's weird because like Ward is like the super good guy, but there's snippets of the war, the grant Ward that we know that show through and it's very triggering <laughs> i feel like it's like oh god yes he's like this like he you know like what when he fully betrayed everybody and like his his real you know gross side came through and he just didn't give a fuck like this is what he was like <laughs> um no, so colson oh, go ahead no, i was gonna say like like <laughs> it's it's you're totally right and it's like it's because this is supposed to be, i think be somewhat you know as authentic as whatever it is they can be but what is the, this? This throws a monkey wrench into your theory, which I just mentioned. I thought made so much sense, and I think does still. But it just I I can't figure out why is Ward so different. Why would he not be recruited by Garrett? What wish made that happen? Was it Daisy? Well, Daisy's an NPC too. I don't right. know. So that had to be the idea had to come from him. His one difference being also his one regret being lifted. So again, Daisy's w- would have to have something to do with, I, I want to have to say the hacking van and not wanting to live in it for so long. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Gemma's has to be a hundred percent bullshit because nobody wants to be dead or yeah. I mean, maybe, not, maybe not nobody, but not Gemma. <laughs> That's not her biggest regret. So oh my yeah. God. So, so super fuck her. Cause her whole thing is total bullshit and just to serve yeah. her, weird, her weird robo crush on, on fits yeah yeah oh my god huh i don't know yeah this is this is a kink in my theory oh well (laughs) i think your theory stands i think it's just kind of inconsistently applied maybe you know like they didn't think it they didn't think it through the Uh, only explanation that i can think of is like maybe one of the decisions that may or colson or fitz made perhaps that was like so far back in time like Fitz's Fitz's feels like his his would have to be the cause of it, right? Because like yeah, all the others would have happened. Wilson was almost recruited and he turned them down and he decided to be a teacher. So maybe like Victoria Hand like had a different role because Colson wasn't part of Shield or something like that. Or like well, Colson also worked closely with Garrett, maybe yeah. Maybe Garrett was never injured and and yeah. never became Deathlock, so he still worked for the Hydra people, but did his own shit instead. Yeah. Maybe maybe he just went a different route. That's that's believable too, but it could be yeah. like part part of that weird just side effect. It's just a coincidence. Snowball, yeah, yeah. Huh. I, mean, I I could buy that. Yeah, that's 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 gonna be my canyon. <laughs> also, now I'm curious if um. Uh, Fury is in this world. I think he had, he would have maybe been killed, you know, yeah. uh, during 
Hydra's takeover. Because there's a, a line that Coulson says in in this episode, I believe, or is it in the next one? I think it's in this one. Um, it's and it's the line that Fury gave both him and Garrett, and Garrett took the wrong way, and <laughs> Fury was like, "That's what you took from that quote." Like, <laughs> so I don't know. Um, anyway, Coulson is in Mace's office, but it's actually his office, and it's very cute to see him standing there behind the desk. And Ward comes in and he wants to go out and find Daisy. And it's very interesting that like Ward is coming to him as if Coulson is kind of in charge. I don't know. It's a weird, it's this weird thing. Like people are just like drawn to Coulson as the one in charge, even though he is very much in this world, not qualified to be a spy or even a leader in this organization. <laughs> <laughs> and so Ward wants to go find Daisy right away. And Coulson's like, no, we need to think this, we need to think this through. And Ward brings up very rudely. He's like, you know, no offense, but you're a school teacher. Like, what do you know? And Coulson starts to tell Ward the story about a shield agent coming to recruit him. And Ward is such an asshole. He's like, yeah, I don't have time for this. And he starts to leave. Um, and Coulson tells him, he's like, you know, I, he interrupts him. He's like, I made a mistake not joining. And Ward tells his story about Victoria Hand recruiting him, which you talked about last episode, I think, that I forgot. Um, while he was in prison and she was the first person who told me I could be a good man and Sky made me believe it. So I have to do this. And Coulson's like, all right, I get it. Go. No. And it sucks. Cause like when he puts it that way, what you were saying does make sense. Like he's still got the seeds of the same asshole. Cause he still did have all that childhood abuse. He still yeah. did the same shit to his parents. Like, and that's what started it, but it was, he was Garrett that like twisted it and manipulated it to his own ends. But this was someone who actually believed in him. And then someone who loved him and believed in him. Like, mm -hmm. Like it, it, and it shows that if that happens to somebody, you know, when they're whatever late teens, like you can get through to them. And I think, I think that's totally true. I think you can, you can get through to people later. Some people, maybe not, maybe not most. <laughs> but. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Um, there's also a line in here which I thought was kind of funny because Colson asked who he's like, who was he? And Ward's like, she would think it would be really funny that he thought she was a man, but it, no, Victoria Hand. <laughs> <laughs> um. So May and Daisy are like, all right, this is getting dangerous. Um, we need wheels. And May's like, well, we already are traitors. So like, why don't, you know, Grand Theft Auto, no big deal. So they steal this car or they go to steal this car. And they're crossing the street and this white lady is on the corner and she stops and looks at them and is like, oh, and is all horrified. And they're like, what the fuck was that about? And May's like, oh, I don't like this. And Daisy's like, maybe she's just racist. Yeah, that was so funny. I <laughs> laughed out loud on my on my first rewatch of this. Oh, God. And that feels so real right now. This, like, super, like, anti-Asian, like, sentiment, like, in light of the coronavirus is just like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The last time I went to the grocery store, the, uh, the local lo – locally owned uh chinese food restaurant uh is no longer like doing deliveries and whatnot it's actually shut down and i feel like it's totally because of this shit like where other places are able to keep going you know remotely yeah it's no, too it's fucking really too fucking real right now yeah um and then they realize why this woman was staring at them it's because their faces are on a giant billboard and it's like a get you know a wanted poster so they're like oh shit <laughs> to be fair she she could she could easily still be racist oh, yeah, too. <laughs> for sure in, de in defense of daisy <laughs> yeah could be both it yeah easy both. <laughs> um so Gemma and trip are looking over the schematics that he found um and while he was undercover and he's talking about like his grandfather's stuff and Gemma's like you know I always meant to ask you about that and he's like what do you mean and he's they start flirting like how they used to and it's just really sweet and it made me really miss their interactions and how like it was really obvious that like Gemma had a crush on him and Fitz was really jealous <laughs> and like trying to prevent them from like being in the same room <laughs> um and then Gemma pulls up one of the plans and she she sees something that she's familiar with from the dark hold. And it's something similar to Eli Morrow's technology, but it's going to be used to make like a biological mat, like biological matter. Um, and Trip is like, you know, I overheard something while I was undercover about something being shipped east. And Gemma connects that Ada is using Ivanov's assets in the Baltic in this world, too. And Trip's like, what do you mean? Huh? And she's like, well, you know would you mind can we take the quinjet on a like recon mission and trip's like well nobody's here to tell us no <laughs> like mace is dead <laughs> which is just such a trip thing to like make light of a really really dark situation but in a way that's like yeah like we can still get shit done 
um, even though this really sad thing happened. So May and Daisy uh, are going to like a connect the, I don't know what to call it, like the meet point. She, she doesn't know how to get to the shield base, but she knows how where to meet someone to get there. Rendezvous point? There we go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what this is called. I can't remember. Sleep meds, remember. Um, and so they're peeking around a corner and May sees the drone leave. And so she's like, okay, this is our window. And this looks, this this alley, I think, is in Culver City because it looks very familiar. I think they just painted the back um, the back of the storefronts because I was like, what the fuck? Like, why does this look so familiar? So, which makes sense. But I just thought it was funny because um, it's supposed to be in D.C. Um, also, I think it's in this episode. I have a comment about the base <laughs> and how it's just as freaking weird and stupid as it is in the real world. Um, but I think I'll get to that later. Maybe it's next episode. No, it's this episode. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll get to that later. <laughs> um, and so um, the guy that like is, you know, rendezvous with everybody pops out and he pulls a gun on them and Hydra shows up and, uh, you know, they a firefight ensues and it's really bad. The guy get the, the, the shield agent gets shot and goes down and the Hydra guys like shoot a grenade at them and Daisy quakes the grenade back into the car and it explodes in the car and then they go in the door of the warehouse and pull the agent in with them. Ugh. and um burrows comes running into shield asking for ward and trip he's like where are they and they're like oh they're both out and um he's like he's talking to colson and and mac and he's like oh i don't know mace is the one who's always made the decision he's he's like i don't know what to do and it's really funny because it just made me feel like oh no this npc like can't go outside its programming like it's outside the programmed like conversation <laughs> It's just like, like self-destructs because he can't figure it out. You know, can't go outside his programming. I just thought it was really funny. He's like, Mace is the one. Um, and now Mace is dead. Real real Mace is dead. And so Coulson and Mac just take control. They're like, oh, yeah, we got this. Mac's going to drive. Coulson's going to do this. And um, it's all good. And Mac goes to tell Hope that he's going on a mission. And she's like, how can I help? Like, I want to help too. And so he tells her, he's like, maybe you should go teach the other kids how to fix the walkie-talkies. Those are all broken. She's like, well, that's going to take a while. Like, they're dumb. <laughs> that was funny. God, these Mac and Hope moments are rough. Um, oh, yeah. They're just heartbreaking. Um, So Daisy and May shut themselves in this warehouse, and the agent that got shot is still alive. And Daisy's like, now what? And May's like, well, if it were me in Hydra, you know, I would call, you know, six teams would be called in to um take us out and so would, there would also be an airstrike and then she starts talking about like that's the reason why mace is dead i'm the one who called in the airstrike that killed mace um that's my fault and daisy's like you can't blame yourself for their lies like once you knew the truth you fought back and may is like yeah but it doesn't change what i did um <laughs> may is like so hard on herself and she's just has so much guilt in the real world and in this world it's just god i feel so bad for her may needs therapy (laughs) we all need therapy but may really needs to like work through some issues even in her quote-unquote you know ideal world she still is like beating herself up and still yeah like it's just it, it does but it continues to expose how like bullshit this paradise is yeah. they engineered a situation that's worse than the one that traumatized her in the first place like instead of instead of having to kill one kid you know she's accidentally Many killed a dozen you know dozens yeah um the other thing i was thinking about this too just just now i wonder we don't really get a look into this and i'm kind of disappointed now that we don't but we never really get to see how she mourns andrew and how that might affect her relationship with Coulson. Like, she might feel guilt over moving on <laughs> to be That's with true. Coulson. And I kind of wish that they would have explored that a little bit. It feels like it's part of the the really the one kind of detriment, I feel like, to their super, like, uh, aggressive, like, thirds of seasons formula mm-hmm. and whatnot is, I, I mean, we both have t- sung its praises for a lot of reasons. And its pacing overall, I think, is really good. But when you have a cast as big as this has gotten, yeah. like everybody, even when everybody does get a chance to shine, a lot of stuff still remains unsaid and unexplored. And honestly, I think the show does a really good job of having those quiet moments and insights into characters like motivations and, you know, their traumas and, you know, their thought process. But um, I feel like because May got switched at the beginning. Yeah, I was season, just thinking that. Yes. It kind of took away from the chance to do that. Did you yeah. Yeah. 
that, I think. Well, I think she did get, you know, a, a bit of emotional development, especially through like the trying to break out stuff, you know, and like the process of, of fi- figuring out what the one regret was. Like we got some, but exactly as you said, it's because she had to share her May's development time with robot May who was yeah. super well-developed. It's like, that means what? Like, Almost half of her development in that first third was taken up by her, or not first third, second third, yeah. <laughs> and that's the one that where she got the most actual development. Like she had a little yeah. bit of stuff with like struggling with the Ghost Rider curse. Can you believe that's this season? I do. But, uh, <laughs> but like str- struggling with that shit. Like we got a little bit of insight into May, but it's like also nothing new. It was just like it was just yeah, further was further yeah. delving into her toughness and her. Yeah conviction kind of like using her as a you know kind of the light at the end of the tunnel for daisy like her being like yeah i i've been through this like and you're doing what i do and it doesn't work you know like yeah it 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 just didn't get as much into depth like you said i think because she had to share all that time and and energy with a with a robot (laughs) (laughs) who who they did a good job in developing yeah they did it was great but it's still just i don't know it took away from real may yeah it did um, so Fitz is at Ada's bedside and he's, you know, very sad and he's holding her hand and he's looking at her lovingly and, um, his dad comes in and he updates Fitz on May and Daisy, uh, being found at this warehouse Then he's going to send teams in. For some reason, I didn't think that his dad worked for Hydra. I was like, huh? But I guess he does and he holds some kind of power in Hydra. I don't fully understand what his role is. <laughs> well, and it seems like because he said something, I think. Either I think it was maybe the previous episode. Some in one of the ones since we figured out who he was, everything. He, uh, he's said something about how Fitz like knows the science stuff that he doesn't understand. So whatever it is is like thug capacity. Like it makes yeah. it clear in this episode. Like he's some sort of like Hydra like enforcer guy. So like what yeah. did he do before? Was he like a mob guy? Like, See, what? I, so I was kind of under the impression that he was also a scientist, like in real life, and that's how him and Radcliffe kind of knew each other. I think I sort of thought that for a second too, but then it it it, it feels like in retrospect that maybe they just knew each other in a pub. Yeah, like, like and, and they were, right, because right. yeah. that's what that's where he said that they actually met. I think they were just at students at the same university at Glasgow. So I don't think they actually studied together. I think they okay. knew each other from a fucking bar, and I I, I was <laughs> the same way where. I assumed because Fitz is smart, you know, like, like you, it's not crazy, especially in fiction for the scientist guy to have a scientist dad. You know what I mean? Like I made, I think the exact same assumption, but like upon further reflection, I think maybe they were exactly the kind of friends that like Fitz and Hunter are. And it's like enjoying a pint and a football game. True. That's very true. Yeah. I was a little confused. I was like, okay, well that's fine. I guess. Cool. But then it also means like the Fitz, to his hunter, it's like Radcliffe is Fitz, and if it's his dad, is the hunter oh. in that situation, who is like a blunt instrument. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because that is what Hunter is, but he's so like, like I don't know. He's weird. sweet. It's kind of actually a very weird. sweet person. He's yeah, just so I don't think of him like that. He's not. He doesn't have that thug feel like the like Alistair Fitz does for sure. No, he definitely doesn't. Episode, he feels super thuggy. Or, and I think I think too. I think part of that is the inherent like misogyny and just like disrespect, oh, yeah. like like xenophobia, like everything about Alistair is just like this like like fuck fuck you kind of guy. Like like yeah. who like you inherently hate him and you know he hates you and everyone and everything about you. <laughs> like yeah. but. But no, that's the opposite of Hunter, where he just feels like he just wants to like be everybody's friend, and like, yeah, he's great at kicking people's ass, and you put him in that direction, and especially if he, and feels he has no new about it, and he just like goes for you know, point me in a direction, and I'll go beat somebody up. You know, yeah, if you make him believe they deserve it, he will fucking beat someone with an yeah. entire life. So he is he he is a blunt instrument, but like he's a sweet, he's one with a sweetheart. Yeah. Whereas Alistair Fitz is like seems like. He would probably be doing it anyway. Like, yeah. like he's, happy, he's happy to be pointed at someone and be told to make up bullshit and have an excuse to, to beat them up. But he'd probably just be fucking with people anyway because he just seems like a little piece of shit. And the, our only context for him other than being a drinking buddy of Radcliffe's was that he abandoned his fucking son and wife. You know, like he's yeah. not a nice man, I don't think. Um, so in this moment, Ada wakes up and is like, oh, Ophelia. And then she's like, you have to finish the project. Like, once you finish that, none of this is going to matter. Like, this body won't matter. And so Alistair, he's like, 
Fitz, you got to do what she says. So I'm going to go handle me and Daisy. Don't worry about it. He doesn't say me and Daisy, but <laughs> I will go handle the traitors or whatever he says. Um, In a cool accent. <laughs> but... I know. Is he actually a Scottish actor? I need to look. I have to look up. it up. Although I, uh, I ended up looking up because I had a thought where I was like, wait a second. Bakshi's an asshole and Senator Nadir is an asshole. I'm like, is everyone of East Indian descent an asshole in this show? I and mean, I was like, wait, but like Ralph Bakshi is a, uh, is like a Turkish Jew. So like not everyone Bakshi <laughs> is uh is East Indian. So oh, I looked it up God. real quick. The guy who plays Bakshi is a hundred percent Greek. Like he's, he's British, oh. but like his parents are Greek immigrants. And I'm like, oh, come on, ABC. <laughs> like, don't do that. <laughs> like, that's, that was a little disappointing. Because either way, so, I'm like, that's not that's that's not either of those things. That's no. not Middle Eastern like or Italian or Mexican roles. Yes, <laughs> it's like, no, exactly. Just because they're dark. <laughs> I just had I just was having a conversation with my parents about how like I, I, there was at some point as a little kid where I realized every Italian American who I saw on TV was played by Jewish people. <laughs> like it was like Fonzie oh, and Laverne and Laverne and Shirley, and it was like. And then, then it wasn't for many years after that that I realized, oh, that's not because Italians weren't allowed on TV. It's because Jewish people couldn't play Jewish. <laughs> if they were going to be on, you had to say yeah. they were Italian, which is like really fucked up. <laughs> like, really, really fucked up. It is. So the actor that plays Alistair is David O'Hara, and he is from Glasgow. So he's actually Scottish. Oh, nice. <laughs> so that that Good one. Good job. Right <laughs> white as the white. <laughs> like, Fucking, of course. Yeah. So um, Hydra breaks into the warehouse that me and Daisy are in and they take out these two agents and then a third shows up and he's like, I got you. And he has like the, the like, what do you call it? Sniper lights on them. And they're like, oh, put their weapons down. And then Mac shows up and takes him out. And Daisy's like, yay, Mac. Cause she's, this is the first time she's seen him. And then he points his gun at May and Daisy's like, no, no, no. Like she's with us now. It's okay. And he's like, how do you know she's not lying? And of course, Coulson shows up and he tries to de-escalate the situation. And he's like, look, we can't do this right now. And he says, for reasons I can't fully understand and f- or fully explain, I trust this woman. Oh, because you love her. <laughs> um, and they apparently Burroughs comes out. He's like, there's a secret tunnel because this was built during Prohibition. And so they go through this secret tunnel, which leads <laughs> to the fucking playground. <laughs> which maybe this is what the bar used to who fucking knows but But also like where are they again (laughs) like where the fuck does the base exist i'm really glad you wrote that down because i didn't catch that even even on my re-rewatch i was just like I think this is too close, like a distillery that was built during prohibition, like this, you know, and it's a, 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 I really wish at some point someone had said that like in the real world, it was uh, converted into a bar in whatever the fucking nexus of all reality in the Bermuda Triangle where our location is. Oh my God. So Gemma and Trip fly um, to an oil rig in the Baltic and there's an underwater base and the scene is shot very, very specifically. We think that Ivanov is there and the machine for Project Looking Glass is being set up there. And Gemma and Trip are in the hallway about to bust in the door where Ivanov is and he knows that they're coming and he has a knife, but it's not real. <laughs> like Gemma and Trip walk into an empty room and they're like, what? And Trip's like, they're not here. Like we missed them. And she's like, no, no, no. This is where they are. They're just not in this world so trippy and weird <laughs> um and ivanov goes up to in the real world ivanov goes up to colson's body and puts a knife to his throat and he's like all pissed and i kind of forgot that ivanov had beef with colson because <laughs> it was such That's a because- stupid motivation i was like yeah. why is he doing it to colson like why is he like having this little like i'm gonna get you moment yeah with, with, with us having like a month between recording like yeah. like that like and the fact like you said like like I, we spend, I think all of the first episode where it comes up, and then a couple of maybe the, the next couple episodes afterward, talking about like how it's all he is is bad at drawing conclusions. <laughs> like you're in the same room as that thing, <gasps> you must have caused it. <laughs> like, it's like he's he's he has no, there is no justification for his hatred of Coulson. Like that really makes but, sense. So that's that's why you forgot about it because yeah. it's absurd. 
<laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, he's really mad about that. And I was like, but oh, yeah, I forgot. That was his old motivation to begin with. <laughs> but also, I really wish that we could see the, this happen, the, the moments that happened simultaneously between, because like we see, like you said, Ivanov like waiting in the real world with the knife for the door. And then we see Gemma and Trip go and have their realization. And I wish we could see what happens in between that and when Ivanov goes to Coulson's body, like him just like waiting and like yeah. for like 45 seconds, just like, I thought they're supposed to be coming. I'm going to go be angry at somebody else. That's real. Like, I'm going to go take this out on the guy who I'm irrationally angry at already. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, So Gemma has figured out what Ada's planet, what Ada's plan is. She's like creating a body for herself. And um, Gemma tries to explain everything to Trip, and Trip is like, I'm confused, but I'm here to help no matter what. And she's like, what, you believe me? And he's like, come on, girl. That's way too <laughs> crazy a story to make up, which, God, I love and miss him so much. Oh, me I'm too. so upset that they didn't he's bring so him. He's so good. And and he has the best part where, like, because we – I even mentioned – I don't remember what episode, but uh, how it's weird to keep saying real girl and we say it because of Pinocchio. But they even do it on the show. because She yeah. says, she's going to be a real girl. And he goes, as opposed to what? Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 what are you fucking talking about? Like, and she just keeps going. Doing? She like yeah. doesn't even stop. Is she's just like, oh, and this and this and this, and he's like, okay, cool. What do you need? <laughs> but like, what is Madame Hydra to, to her? Is yeah. like he's he's freaked out. But yeah, no, no I'm hundred percent with you. And like, this is I know that when this aired, we were texting about it like immediately, and I remember being like, this is how they're going to get trip back. Like, and it's going to be heartbreaking uh. when they don't bring hope back. And they didn't do either. (laughs) Like, like I was, but honestly, honestly, I'm okay with it because my fear, I think, I think I remember as well being that they were going to not do either of those things and they would bring good war back. And I'd be like, fuck you. (laughs) Like you, you, you kept trip from us and gave us good war just to mess with us. But they, they, I, I, you have to think they were tempted to like, Mm. And that he was just like, oh, no, no, I don't want to come back or whatever. Because knowing them, they love to fuck with our emotions. (laughs) I feel like they they totally would have. Well, and you know what? It's not – it would be a programmed trip. It wouldn't be actually trip. You know what I mean? Or actually hope. Right. It would be – It would be a best – even if they're real, it would be a best like someone who looks like them and seems Mm -hmm. like them. It wouldn't really be them. It's it's very true. It's not as if they scanned Tripp's brain and like put him in the framework. Like he's just a, an algorithm based off of like everybody's experiences with him. Right. And as we know from like, like as we've discussed, like it's all, the approximation is definitely flawed. Like it's a lot of shits rounded up (laughs) or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So in one sense, I get like why they didn't, but also it's, I wish they would have an opportunity. (laughs) I know. For a sci-fi uh, bullshit way to bring them back. <laughs> right? They just like figured out a way around that. Like, let's just scan real trip's brain in his coffin. It's fine. God. Oh no, he doesn't even have a coffin. He gets sh- he gets shattered by the Terrigen. Oh my god. They should have the LMD uh yeah. system the, the Koenigs ran like they did their prototype stuff on trip. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so we go to um Fitz is working on something on Project Looking Glass, I think. I didn't put down what he was working on, but um, his dad comes in and he's like, the fugitives or the the traitors escaped and we lost six agents and Fitz gets really mad. He's like, I don't care if you have to send in a hundred agents, you need to fix this. And he just becomes unhinged. He starts throwing shit and his dad is like, don't you do that. Like, if I wanted you hysterical at every setback, I would have left you with your mother, which fuck you, sir. Um, such a fucking misogynist. Like he can't uh, get through a fucking episode. Yeah, dude, the worst. And so Fitz is like, you're right. You're right. Okay, cool. I'm cool. And he's like, you know, I can't tolerate tolerate failure even from my own father. So, oh shit. <laughs> like it's a weird way to stand up to your dad. <laughs> to like, it was what, to, be, to be like, Hey, 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 listen, you're a bully and you made me a bully and now I'm going to bully you. And I'm going to, and don't forget that I'm a Nazi leader. <laughs> like it's yeah. a really weird, like, like in a weird way, you're like, class. yeah, fuck you dad. Wait, no, what? No. Like either of these guys. Want. Yeah. Like, like can't someone else just walk in the room and slap you both. <laughs> yeah. It's like, anyway, so, this is where they pop out of the bay, out of this, the the fucking like the the tunnel from the whatever. And Daisy's like, "Oh, so the secret base is the base?" And it's like, yeah. And he just came out of one of the 
you know, secret entrances that who fucking knows where this place is. Good God. Like, do they have an entrance at Disneyland? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because it's so real. It's like, oh, so it's just the base. Like, I could have just found it. I didn't have to go through all this shit to get here. <laughs> you know? it was, I was like, yeah, yeah I would have been annoyed too. Um, and Ward comes up and he's so eager and happy to see her. And then... um. Uh, she's like, where's Gemma? I need to talk to her. And he's like, oh, her and Trip are going over stuff. And she's like, Trip's here. Oh my God. Um, and then Ward tells her that he knows about the other world and she gets really quiet. And he's like, is that what you really believe? And she's like, yeah. Um, and I know a way to get us all back home. And he says, but by us, you don't mean me. And it's kind of sad. And he kind of realizes that like, he's all excited about this because they have an actual relationship in this world, but it's not his his daisy and he actually calls her daisy in this moment he's like i'll see you later daisy instead of saying sky and it's just oh this is a really weird and sad moment and i'm so conflicted because at the same time like i know and i know this is the point but it's ward it's still ward and <laughs> he's not he's like so much more, even, though, even, though, like, even though he's nice ward he's also not real ward he's a I nice know. video game it's like i don't know it's it, it, it's just like i watched i, re, I rewatched recently the um the trump uh not, not trump uh uh the bush uh thing the broadway show that uh, will ferrell did i don't know oh. if you ever saw that they, they made it an hbo like recording of it that they that they have on still available streaming all the time or whatnot but uh it, it was from, I think it came out the spring after uh, Bush left office and Obama, you know, was, was elected. And it was him doing his Bush impression. It was called uh, You're Welcome, America. And, <laughs> and it, the whole thing is like not actually putting him on a pedestal. Like it's actually like it's really funny. But like in between all these comedy moments, it really does take him the task and call him out on all the real shit he did. There's real yeah. quotes and real information. And like it's it's like there's a lot of real holding him accountable there and just watching it just made me like laugh, but also just like, I don't know, just like think about how oh, this never happened. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, like, and it's like kind of, it feels good in some way, but it also makes you feel worse. I think it like, does. Cause it reminds yeah. you of, of our, of the real failings of these people that like, yeah. he's never get like, like the, the, the imaginary version of him, the fictitious version of, 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 of Will Ferrell playing him is, is likable just like the fictitious version of trump is hilarious because oh he's just a cartoon but it's like he's not he's a real fucking person and to these yeah. people the real war was real like clearly fictional ward is barely more fictional than real ward but yeah. to them it's got to be very emotionally difficult because to them it is barely barely less real or whatever but it's still not real and yeah and i think it only highlights like how bad the real ward actually is and like all the shit that he did to them is just awful and it's like every time they see his face like they're reminded of it and they it i don't i think daisy is doing this more than Gemma, but she's allowing herself to like fall under the spell of the good ward yeah oh Gemma's not but i think you're 100 i think you're 100 right you know and she wants to give this ward like a chance to i i don't know this is going to be a weird way to say this, but to kind of like settle in her heart <laughs> to like find a way to love this man. I think. Um, I don't even think to like, she, not that she wants to stay or to bring no, him with, but just, but, but just I, to be able to get, to get past it and to be, to have it be in a good place yeah. when she like remembers him. Yeah. I think you're right. I think she wants to buy into it. And I think like, like you said, like them asking the questions, like if I have real thoughts and feelings and whatnot, what's it matter if I'm the real them or if I'm a real person or whatever? Like, like what's the difference? Like him, him calling, like you said, calling her Daisy. It's like in a weird way. He's like, it's even him acknowledging that. It's like this word is such a such a better version of himself that he can actually say, like, no, I get it. I must have been a real fucking dickbag. <laughs> and it's like, wow, like our work could never do that. In the end, he was always like, I was. I was messed up. People messed up, messed me up. <laughs> Garrett, yeah. blame Garrett this. You know? oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> God. So, um, Alistair goes to Radcliffe's cell and he starts to ask a question. He's like, where are the fugitives or where are the, I forget what he says. Where is Daisy? Um, and apparently Alistair knows about the real world too. And he's like, I know you're just from, you know, you're from this world. And Radcliffe's like, 
you're just a snippet of code that Ada changed a bit so you'd stick around for fits. And I was like, oh, damn. And this is where Thug Alistair comes out because he just wails on Radcliffe. Like, I felt, like, viscerally, like, those punches, <laughs> like, to his face. <laughs> like, they, like, just, like, the, sh- the way that they shot that scene of him, like, coming at the camera with his fists, he just looks like a fucking thug. And it was very effective. Ugh. There's cat hair in my eye. Hold on a second. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Um, so um, at the base, uh, they pull up May's body cam footage and they're watching the footage of the building fall on Mace. And um, May's kind of like, I know this isn't enough, but it's a start for what I did. And Daisy's like, I know a way to take down Hydra, quote. <laughs> um, and they're you know like none of this matters like we we have to do we have to just we just have to get out and blah 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 and um colt or i forget who there's like a discussion around like well it's impossible like what are you talking about and um daisy's like talking to colson she's like this is the only way to get we need to actually wake people up like i don't care about the propaganda in this world because it's not fucking real like we need to get our people out of here. And Coulson's like, you know, maybe the only way to solve solve our problem is by solving their problem. I call them the Sims. Follow solving the Sims problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, because right now it's kind of impossible to get anywhere because Hydra is like all over their ass. And so he says, to save ourselves, we have to save the world. Because <laughs> of course, Coulson would say that. Um, so Daisy and Coulson and Ward break into Bakshi's studio. And they tie everybody up and and Bakshi's like, you think you're going to get me to speak against my country and blah, blah, blah. And like, it's all patriotic. And Daisy's like, just shut up. And like quakes him. And she's like, I don't need you to say a damn thing. <laughs> like, And he's like, oh, I'll get the teleprompter ready. <laughs> and uh, so Fitz finishes the Project Looking Glass machine and he goes to visit Ada and he tells her it's complete. And he's like, your new body will be stronger. It's who you were meant to be. And he asks her to take him with her and she's like i thought you'd never ask (laughs) um and so may is helping colson i think she's helping him tie his tie or something like that and she's kind of looking at him and like staring at him and he's like what she's like i feel like we've done this before and they're kind of flirting and colson's like yeah i had i I get deja vu a lot it's kind of a you know a, a side effect of of you know whatever and um is this where they have the conversation about this being the real, like the real world versus the, I feel like they do. They have a little mini conversation about like a hint at it. Yeah. Like how this isn't the real world or whatever. Um, meanwhile, Daisy is trying to hack the system, but it's not working because it's like, you know, not real. <laughs> um, and so um, in order to keep the signal up, Ward is going to stay behind. So the broadcast can keep going. And he's like, I know I'm not going with you, but I want to help. And I would hate for you to think that I'm anything like the Grant Ward that you knew over there. And Daisy's just kind of looking at him, like, crying. And she's like, I don't know what to say. And he asks, after you're gone, do I get my sky back? Which is so heartbreaking. And then Daisy's like, well, your sky is actually Hydra, so. <laughs> which is um, a really good point. Like, yeah. like you, hadn't, you hadn't rung that bell yet. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of like, well, every relationship has its ups and downs. And then she has this lineup, for what it's worth, I didn't totally understand him until I met you, <laughs> which made me cry so hard. Well, because of with like the oh. Victoria Hand alternate origin thing, like, oh but God. that makes me wonder, how does she... She doesn't know that part, does she? <laughs> like necessarily. I, mean, she might. I don't know. Maybe yeah. they have a discussion. But I, I think it's I interesting for sure. I think maybe she was able to see like the core of what Ward could have been and also like what is still pretty much him, like what is you know, hasn't changed. Yeah, and but the stuff that is around isn't bad. It might not be great, but he can still be a bit of a douche or whatever occasionally yeah, or, or be snarky, but Maybe it showed her how much of Ward was was Garrett, and what and like not absolving him of everything, but just making it a little easier to see that real humanity that got like beaten out of him. Yeah, I think she's having she's able to have empathy for him without absolving him of everything that he's done to her and everybody. So that was a very emotional moment. But like you said earlier, like I I think she needs this like closure on some level still. uh, uh, Not not like desperately, but like. 
when she has the opportunity, she's going to take it. Whereas Gemma does not. She's fine. She's she's got closure. <laughs> like that yeah. motherfucker's dead. <laughs> she's good. Good God. Um. So Alistair comes out of some door with very bruised knuckles. Good God. And um, Fitz is like, oh, what happened? He's like, oh, I just had to take care of something. And he's just so disgusting. And um, he knows that uh, Radcliffe and Daisy were conspiring through the vent. And he's like, yeah, but the guy has a death wish. Like, he doesn't want to live. And Fitz is like, why don't we give him a reason to live? Oh, no. Um, everybody has their little moment at the studio to say goodbye to Ward. Um, for good this time because this is the last time we see him I think um, and he turns the broadcast on and Coulson shows the body the body cam footage of Mace's death and you know it shows the kids and he has this whole voiceover over the entire thing and he talks about how Mace saved them and Hydra was like brainwashing all these people and um, Hydra at, the people at Hydra are watching this as Fitz walks through the room and it's like what boss is here um, but we're still watching this. And then Coulson says, like, you know, he, he says the words alternative facts, which God brought up so many emotions for me. <laughs> um, just because of the time that this was this aired. And now, to be fair. Um, and uh, Burroughs comes running in to tell Ward that there are people outside. And he's like, all right, well, we can handle them. It's fine. We got this. And he's like, no, no, no. I, I don't think they're Hydra. They're here to help. They're here to take down Hydra. And Coulson's voiceover is still going. And he says the line from Fury, he's like, a wise man once told me that um, you can do anything once someone can do anything once they are part of something bigger. And he says, my name is Phil Coulson and I am an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> Just very triumphant moment. Coulson coming into his own finally. And then the last scene is in real life. Ivanov is standing in front of the machine that's going to make Ada a real girl. And he's drinking his vodka with his onions and he smells the onion. He's like, it's not the same. And he like throws it on the ground. <laughs> not human and it's really funny <laughs> this stupid onion thing <laughs> it's so stupid but also like he can't taste it the way he used to because he's not real it just makes me really happy <laughs> um and ada comes in and tells him that like once she is no longer a robot their restrictions will be lifted um and he tells her he knows where Gemma and daisy's bodies are they're in the zephyr in the air and he's like and we're gonna go shoot them down and that's the episode Oh, God. So we say goodbye to Ward. Goodbye, Ward. Forever. Good riddance. But also, I cry. <laughs> I was just thinking, maybe? Maybe? Because spoilers for, like, you know, the littlest bit of... I know you're not done with uh, season six, but you've seen, like, the trailers mm. and have the idea... You have the basic idea for the big spoiler for season seven, right? Yeah. yeah. If there's time travel, then... <laughs> What if we get like young Ward or they de-aged him? Oh, that's weird. It would be really, really weird. <laughs> <laughs> they stop Ward from being recruited by Garrett. I mean, Jed talked about how much he loves Grant Ward's character and like how he like always wants to bring him back. So I wouldn't be surprised if he it really back. it's it's super easy with time travel. Oh man. Yeah. I didn't yeah. even think about that until just now. Oh. When you were like, you know, probably forever. It's like, wait, what if not? <laughs> like, it's not crazy to think that they'd be able to do that and like keep the, keep a lid on it, especially if it was just like one episode or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny too because Chloe Bennett is really good about like not posting like set photos until the episode airs or is airing like the day. Right. I bet that like she would totally post something like, "Hey, me and Brett Dalton hanging out on set like the day that that episode airs or something like that." <laughs> so to mess with us. Um, definitely good one. Yeah. Um. Because so much, I mean, this, the next episode pretty much picks up with right where this, there's a lot of resolution from this episode and also. A lot yeah. Of everything builds and builds on what's come before these last stretch of the, of the season. And it just kind of like keeps building momentum with each episode. So. Yeah. So it's like we get rid of Ward. Coulson has finally become Agent Coulson and Ivanov is mad that he can't taste his vodka as, as well anymore. May and- start to wake up a little maybe. Yeah, and then Ada is is ready to become a real girl. And Alistair uh, Fitz continues to be a piece of poop. Yes. <laughs> a piece of poop. Um, I think we should end here. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you? I can be found at I Snow Nothing a few places online. Where can people find you? 
Uh, you can find me at Space Jess with four S's in the Jess. You can find this podcast at Project Tahiti. Um, you can listen to us everywhere. Uh, if you're a browser listener, you can listen on butwhythopodcast.com. Give them some traffic. They're a great, great site. And go read some things while you're there. Thank you so much for listening to Project Tahiti. It's a magical place. Catch you later. Bye.